listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name's AJ Sharp and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink and learning about the personalities and journeys of the incredible brand we have coming on the show today. This week, I'm joined by Eloise Hale, who has been on the show before. Eloise, who prefers to be called Els, is a professional chef and Westminster Kingsway College alumnus, where she studied pastry, bakery and confectionery. Last time she was on the show, we were talking about her bakery business, Els Bell's Bakehouse. Uh, you can find her on TikTok and Instagram uh, at Els House. So hello, Els, welcome on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So things have changed for you rather a lot since you were last on the show, haven't they? Yes, so I've taken a step back from kitchens, decided at the end of 2022 to close my bakery that I had been running for 10 years by myself and have taken my love of food and drink as well as social media and marketing. And I'm now working as a social media account uh, executive at Sharp Relations the award-winning communications and PR company. Oh, not those guys. Um, so with your love and knowledge of all things patisserie and storytelling, we have a really exciting expert on the show today, Harriet Hastings, the founder of the incredible brand Biscuiteers. Welcome, Harriet. Hello, thanks for having me. So can you tell me a little bit about Biscuiteers? Because it's, it's about biscuits, isn't it? It's about these beautiful designs that come through your letterbox. But you're, you're more of a gifting kind of company, is that right? We're very much a gifting company, and, and that was the sort of idea. We launched um, the business back in 2007, and um, we just thought that there was a real space in the food gifting market particularly. And so that was the kind of the kind of inspiration. And I launched it with my husband, and we realised that biscuits were... I suppose the best way to say is a perfect canvas for the designs that we wanted to create because we're very much an occasion-led business. So while we celebrate all the big occasions, that come, but also we do, you know, birthdays and new babies and weddings, that's the kind of core of our business. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's the biscuit themselves is not as important really as the icing on the top. Well, I think the biscuit's always important. Yeah. Um, so we, d we do make our biscuits in a kind of range of flavours, but there are particular um, considerations when you want to ice a biscuit in the way that we do. So the biscuit's got to have enough kind of integrity, if you like, to hold the icing. So it's kind of a slightly different challenge. Sure. But did you come from a baking background? Where did the idea of biscuits come from? I didn't. Um, I actually come from a marketing PR sort of tech background. So I'd done a lot of work in e-commerce. So in a way, that was my side of the picture, if you like, was that I wanted to create an e-commerce gifting brand. It was very much the intention. My husband, however, has had a catering and events company, which he'd had for years. So he had his own commercial kitchens. So that was enormously helpful because when we were testing recipes and testing designs and indeed to some extent incubating the business, we were able to do out of lettuce which is his events company oh fantastic and did it i mean what was the moment that you thought i'm going to leave behind pr and marketing and branding and he's going to leave catering and you just went 
I've got this idea. <laughs> was it your idea? It, well, it was, it was sort of, a, I suppose it was my idea to sort of launch a kind of e-commerce brand, but we very much came up with the concept, you know, together. I mean, he didn't actually leave catering. He's, we still have lettuce as events, which oddly is now run by my daughter. Um, and also, I think the trigger for me, I mean, it's not very interesting, but I had four children and I just thought... That's I don't, very interesting. Well, that's... How on earth have you built a business this big fortune? Well, in a way, that was, I very much, well, I think this is quite common uh, among women. One of the inspirations for having my own business was to have my own agency and, you know, control over my own time. Um, and I th thought that, you know, running my own business was a good way to achieve that. And to some extent, that was true. Um, children are a lot older now, which is helpful, as now that the business is a lot bigger. <laughs> I I mean, my kids are seven and nine, and one of them is actually, you know, sitting sitting outside in the car oh, really? waiting for my husband, who's quickly doing something. And you know, we're juggling because yes. it's the Easter holidays all the time, and it's not easy at all. How how did you make that work? I mean, it isn't easy. I mean, I, I think you know, it'd be fair to say that you know, I had help with the kids because I was very busy, and I couldn't have done it without it. But what it did mean was actually way before we all, uh, you know, were doing sort of uh, lockdown work at home. I was already doing that. Um, you know, I thought I saw it as a real. You know, I wanted to spend six weeks. I mean, this was years ago with my kids in the summer holidays. So I was determined to make that work um, by running my business from wherever I was. <laughs> so you must have the most enormous team of people around you helping and. Did you always? I mean, did it? Did you start? Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, we started as as small. You know, this is a back of an envelope idea in two thousand and seven, and we started the way we made it work. Actually, is we were working with art students. So we, where we were based in London, there were quite a lot of art colleges. In fact, they've always been very much at the heart of Biscuiteers, which is it's very much a design business. That often the people who come to work with us at ICE, as ICEs have got some kind of artistic training. Wow. Um, but we started it literally you know hiring people to come in for a few hours at a time you know while we built the business up but it did take off very very quickly um so I think we launched in September and then by the end of October we were in our own uh bakery having you know having been booted out of the lettuce kitchens at the time you know so it happened very fast um there are now um I think today about between 160 and 170 people working for biscuiteers all all on the icing side um, or in various different areas? A, a lot on the icing um, side because this is a handmade product. So it, it is artisanal just by its nature, which means that it needs sort of obviously lots of people. But um, we also have two icing cafes in London. Uh, so obviously some people work in those and uh, an office based ours. We're an e-commerce brand. So, you know, we also have digital marketers and yes, yeah, you'd expect. Yeah. So Els, I mean, you must have done a whole kind of modules, I suppose, on icing. How easy is it to ice biscuits and things like that? I'd say for some people it can come naturally to you, and so it's definitely easier for some compared to others. But you do, it does help to have a steady hand and an eye for detail. I mean, with biscuits like these, you need to have an eye for detail because they are so intricate and delicate. It's not just a case of slapping it on and throwing some sprinkles it is a much more of an art form so it's not for everyone but I say people that are capable of doing it are definitely classed more as an artist than just your typical baker um yeah I would just say it's not not something everyone can achieve so the artists that you got 
to come and do this? Had they ever used icing before? Were they were they literally not from a baking background or were they... No, I mean, they really were artists. They really were artists and, and you're just saying, use this as a new... And medium. we do, and even now, we over-index on people who had a, I don't know, graphic design background or something similar um, or, or a sort of fine art background. We teach people to ice, so I, it's not possible to go out and find people with the skills or very rarely. So we have a, um, an icing academy at the Ministry of Biscuits which is where we make all our biscuits, which is in Wimbledon. And we bring people in and then we, we test them for aptitude. Um, as you said, it's not for everybody. Um, and, you know, once we've established that they they have that aptitude, they go into the kind of training and we give them a three-week training before we actually put them into the main bakery. Just picking up, you just said the Ministry of Biscuits. It sounds like something <laughs> from Harry Potter. This is the coolest. It does a bit. I mean, we are, you know, we're in, I suppose we also feel we're in the kind of happiness business. Yeah. You know, we're a, we're a gifting uh, business and it should be a good day, you know, when Biscuiteers is delivered through um, your letterbox. So I think everything, so our, for instance, the Ministry of Biscuits is completely branded in the same way that our shops are. So you would recognise them, you know, with the same kind of black and white awnings and kind of uh, illustrated fronts. And we've, uh, although we are positioned on an industrial estate, we have actually turned the car park into a garden. Oh, wow. So we grow, uh, we have apple trees and we have a greenhouse and oh, we grow tomatoes. We have a gardening committee, which is really nice, actually. It gives, you know, a wonderful, when it's weather's nice, place for the staff to be. That's excellent. And is that a place that anyone can come to? Or is it just the shops that you've got a kind of place people, you know, we can we can come and visit? Yeah. Well, the shops, it really, well, it's partly just a health and safety issue because, you know, we are on the end of food, family, food manufacturing business, so we can't have people coming there. But we do have, as I mentioned, two icing cafes. And the one in Belgravia has an icing studio at the back with a glass wall. So that's really where we're inviting people to come and watch this icing. But we also teach people to ice. So we have a school of icing which uh, operates out of the two icing cafes, one in Notting Hill and one in Belgravia. So you can either come and do what we call DIY icing, which is a sort of un undirected but fun, <laughs> spontaneous kind of thing, or you can book into a proper icing uh, class. And create your own... Yeah, awesome. we take you through, we take you, we basically, if it's a full two-hour class, you will ice a tin of biscuits, and I, a tin of biscuiteers biscuits, and we'll show you all of the skills. That is brilliant. So if you've got a friend who's had a new baby, or somebody's got married, and do they get to choose the theme of those biscuits? Well, they do in the sense that they choose which class they want to attend and, and those classes are themed, so that is where it works. Fantastic. So one of the things we haven't really described to the listeners, because I suppose I'm slightly assuming everyone has come across Biscuiteers, because they are such an incredible brand. But these biscuits are just beautiful. Els, can you describe the themes and, and the different things that we can see? Yeah, so the ones that we've got in front of us today are to celebrate the coronation coming up this May. They are beautifully designed. You've got golden carriages, horses, uh, guards, flags, the castle. It's very regal, very delicate, very appropriate for a royal celebration. What was the theme, you know, what was the idea behind this? I, I guess everyone's going to go nuts for these, aren't they, in the next couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, and actually we've got, had a real sort of history as a brand of celebrating 
royal events. Uh, so we started actually with um, Kate and William's wedding. And that was actually a, a real sort of life-changing moment in terms of understanding just the levels of interest that could be created by icing royal biscuits. So we've carried on. So I think we did um, we did Meghan and Harry's wedding. We did uh, Prince George's birth. Um, and recently, obviously, two jubilees. So, and in fact, the last um, platinum jubilee we did uh, in partnership with Buckingham Palace on that one. And these and these biscuits too for the coronation are sold in the royal palaces. So um, it was was a no brainer. I mean, we're a British brand. That's um, sort of how we've uh, positioned ourselves. So we have a lot of tourists that come to us, and we also we do sell around the world, not just in the UK. Do you? Um, yeah, we just launched. Um, an American website um, and so obviously the coronation is a fantastic opportunity for us to get a bit better known yeah. um, over there because of the level of interest if anything outweighs the interest even in the UK. Nothing more quintessentially British exactly. than the royal family and these I mean these biscuits are beautiful we've got Buckingham Palace here with all the different is it Buckingham Palace? No, well it's actually I mean I'm it's looking at the right it? way up it's Westminster Abbey. It's upside down for me it's <laughs> Westminster Abbey I just saw a long square right well done. AJ um, and some beef eaters uh, well they're, they're just they? the main the guards aren't they oh they're the guards yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn this around so I can and that's see the, what I'm looking at that's the royal ermine oh is it I did wonder what that one is that the, the cloak that uh, they wear yeah, well the king wears the king wears yeah and possibly one or two other people <laughs> but um, definitely he wears it and this is the obviously the royal coach that they travel in and the horses and the scepter and the orb and the throne with the royal cipher. And um, the royal cipher looks very strange to me. <laughs> I know. Although it's perfect because it says CR, not ER, which, of course, for probably everyone listening feels very very strange uh oh and that's obviously the royal that's obviously the coronation crown as well i mean it's a slightly different collection this so these are very intricate biscuits uh even by the standards that we ice because they are intended to be you know really super special for the coronation but also when when we did the last one we did the jubilee we hit with sort of corgis and you know we had quite a lot of fun with it where it feel, felt like this was a you know, big historic occasion, and we needed to get all of the kind of icons of the coronation into the into the collection. And can they? I mean, how long do they keep for? Um, long shelf life. Uh, so if you don't open the tin, it's five to six months. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah and biscuits. So so you can keep them for a long time because they come in these beautiful tins, don't they? Sort of metal tins with lovely picturing on the side and. I mean, actually, I think if you're a gifting business, a gifting experience has to be everything and the packaging is really important. Yeah. So right from the very beginning, um, we designed our biscuit tins so that they would be collectible. Every collection is hand illustrated. Um, actually, we have the same illustrators work with us for 15 years. She's done all our illustration. Wow. So every collection has a unique design. Um, and these square edge tins are intended for you to be able to keep and then keep other things in once you've eaten the biscuits other biscuits even <laughs> yeah I mean I've got given a box of these probably 12 years ago when I got engaged and we'd got engaged in Paris I know cliche but we were given this beautiful tin of Parisian biscuits with all these kind of oh, yes, French the, themes the Paris collection the yes, Paris collection <laughs> and I've still got the tin and I've obviously we've eaten all the biscuits but we've kept it for years and I actually keep letters in it now <laughs> like lovely pieces lovely of correspondence 
So it's, you know, I can see that and it is something because it's special and it moments, you know, it's momentous. It's marking an occasion and it does feel very beautiful as you open it up and the paper and it's, everything. I mean, it's in, obviously intended to be luxurious. I mean, what, what, what you're getting is something that has been handmade for you. Mm. And I think that's the kind of critical thing about it and the, the sort of value of it mm. is that they're never going to be exactly identical because they are genuinely, you know, this is, this is, if you like, an artisanal business working at scale. Mm. And it's it's that kind of personalization that I think has done so well, hasn't it, in the last few years? I mean, how were you guys affected by the pandemic and lockdown? It, presumably that affected your sales. Um, yes. I mean, it, it, it sort of bumped ourselves massively. I and mean, I think we, uh, we sold through our entire stock in about two weeks. So it was pretty Goodness. alarming at the time. <laughs> um but, you know, we kept going. We had to make a lot of changes to the way that we work, as you would expect. Um, but thank goodness we had moved into the Ministry of Biscuits. So we had a very big facility. So which you could when space it, your... Yeah, exactly. Your... It was all about space yeah. um, and perspex, as far as I can remember. Yeah. And one-way systems. <laughs> Gosh, yes, I can imagine the complexity. The complexity of, keep, you know, keeping going, but keeping people safe and apart was a was a big challenge. But we we did, and I think... You know, it helped us in a way because we had to make a lot of changes to the business to sort of accommodate that, which actually have been a little bit the foundations for the growth that we're now trying to put in. So you're you're looking to grow further now into the future? Yes. Um, what we particularly want to do is, I mean, obviously we're fundamentally a British brand. And while we've always shipped uh, overseas, we haven't really focused on that. So we're now really focusing on building the business through partly through international wholesale and particularly in the US. So getting some strategic partnerships in the US to get the brand kind of better known. Because we know anecdotally, I mean, we've already got quite a lot of American customers that they absolutely love the product. Mm. So it's a question of, you know, how we how we get it out there. Oh, maybe like a distribution site actually in America. Well, we can just we can fulfill from the UK without a problem because I mean, we can ship to the States in two days. Wow. So it's not a problem as a gifting business. Um, it's really about building up a kind of scale of business over there before we think about um, the obvious question of whether or not we should be manufacturing there. We don't need to at the moment. I understand. Oh, that's very exciting, though. So it's mainly the States. Are you looking anywhere else? Australia? Uh, well, we'd, we'd hopefully we'll get our European deliveries open again soon. That's yes. been a problem. <laughs> Um, uh, a problem we, we're close to solving, I think, but um, that's been a challenge because we used to sell quite a lot in Europe um, before Brexit. So um, I think, you know, it's just really seeing what other channels there are. We have a corporate business as well, which is quite big for us. So people might not immediately think about that, but we sell directly to businesses. Do you? Um, sort of, is that like a white label thing or no, is it? No, no, we never white, we never white label actually, fun enough. Um, we... It's well, so it's not wholesale. So we we also wholesale. So you will find us in Harrods and Selfridges and Harvey Nichols and places like sure. that in the UK. But um, we, when I say direct to businesses, I mean that they're buying. Often they want bespoke designs. So they might be a fashion business who ask us to basically make the biscuits in the context of a, you know a whole lot of new designs that they're launching or something like that. Or beauty businesses are quite big. Loyalty gifting is a big thing. You know, the kind of gifting that businesses want to do sure. is quite a big market um, and an interesting one for us. And you can personalise that, I guess, at scale. We can, and, and it's one of the, I mean, all year round, a lot of that business we're doing is our ability to create, you know, bespoke designs. 
Yeah. So putting people's logos in or were you talking about a fashion collection and actually creating biscuits in the designs? Oh, no, we do that a lot. Do yeah. you? I mean, some of our, I mean, even back in, you know, when we started 2007, I think my earliest or one of the earliest um, collections we created, which was Anya Heinmarch, which wow. is a collection of her handbags. But I mean, we t- you know we've done that also. We oddly have done that for also for Mulberry many times. We do Burberry. We do, often we do trench coats. We do. You I know, think so I've seen some of these. Yeah, they, they we, look really cool. And some of it can be incredibly. De- we did it at Christmas. We did the Christian Dior, Dior experience at Harrods. Um, I don't know if, if you saw it, but it was incredible. They sort of turned Harrods into a oversized gingerbread house and inside there was a <laughs> Christian Dior cafe it was beautiful I went with my mum it was amazing yeah. it was amazing and those were very very elaborate biscuits um again a bit like these that we created for Dior um and they were selling them in the cafe amazing so of all the ranges you've got a range for sort of every occasion then have you you've got you've obviously got different places around the world because I've seen the Paris collection I've seen I think there's a New York collection and then you have sort of different collections for different occasions such as having had a new baby or got married or yeah so as I said there'll be collections we we basically we do sort of pave like a fashion brand in that we design seasonally and we launch new collections seasonally and that's a very good way for us to, to well frankly to market the business because we're putting out new designs and they're very much, they're very sort of topical. So, you know, we will always have new designs, whether it's for Diwali or Easter or, you know, we're, we cover all those sorts of occasions. Um, I mean, obviously, what's the next one? Father's Day. It will be the, yes. next, the next big one after the coronation. But we all... Presumably also... that's got lots of screwdrivers and spanners. <laughs> it has been known, actually. <laughs> lots of screwdrivers and spanners. <laughs> um, and then uh, we also then have what we would call an all-year-round collection. And that's what I think what you're talking about. So we are covering... Uh, obviously birthdays is massive and thank yous and hostess gifting uh, new babies is very get well is a massive one for us yes I bet we have a first aid tin um, yeah which is you know an absolute bestseller or new homes oddly or new jobs or you know I mean we spent quite a lot of time basically trying to come up with a biscuit for every occasion so I'd be disappointed if you found if we found any gaps you found anywhere (laughs) there is always a biscuit (laughs) that's incredible but it it is that thing isn't it of wanting to kind of send something to a friend to say that you're thinking of them or family member and I can see you know talking about how it really helped during the pandemic that was our way of connecting with people wasn't it it was the way of sending something quite special that makes you feel important completely and I mean, our bestseller, I think, looking back that year was Little Miss Hug, Aww. which was very sweet. And I think what happened in the pandemic is there was what we called just because gifting. Yeah. So it was sort of outside of occasion. It was very much a point of connection. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, that absolutely sort of exploded during that time. Yeah, I can I, I can completely imagine that. Um, you've also got a range of... Um macarons and wine and other things haven't you I, I noticed you know haven't been haven't been on the website for a little while and suddenly there was all these other new ranges seem to have appeared yes I mean if we can I mean I suppose at the end of the day what we're we are is we're a sort of sweet gifting business so we've sort of extended from that base macarons has become quite a big area for us um and I think because there aren't that many people doing macarons by post yeah 
Um, and they're a really amazing macaron and, and we decorate them as well because that's what we're known for. So since we're talking coronation, we have a coronation collection with the King Charles III Cypheron and the sort of gold foil. Oh, things. beautiful. Yes, they are. So they are really beautiful and delicious, actually. They're amazing. We've developed what we call biscuits in the buff, which is uh, <laughs> biscuits without icing, okay. also known as shortbread. <laughs> um, and we've got some other plans, actually, uh, for other things. So we, what we try to do is to, is to take something and then obviously the packaging and the presentation and and the flavors but also the decoration mm-hmm. it's, it's all of those elements that go together to really turn something into a gift which is what we're about yeah i mean macarons are not that easy to bake are they else no i think it kind of comes under the same as icing the biscuits is it's not for everyone <laughs> there, are, there are different techniques you can have the italian method the french method and it's just finding what what works for you really um i mean i love making macarons it's one of my favorite things to do making the different fillings is definitely something that that i just find the most enjoyable because there's so much potential with a macaron you've got your shell and then you can just sort of do whatever you want with it you go fruity for summer something a bit more warming for autumn and winter mm. so again just like the the biscuits that you produce they're a brilliant canvas to then just make because they're already beautiful anyway so then to add something else to it to make it extra special I think is just just a really wonderful gift idea and they're naturally colorful as well aren't they so that you know you can color color them for the seasons as you say and flavor them for the seasons yeah mm. are we allowed to taste these biscuits I, I feel like <laughs> I don't want to bite into them because they're too beautiful but um, this this collection is um, actually um, a lemon biscuit thank you I'm just lifting them because what we do is we secure them so that they go in the post. Ah. So that's actually icing. So they don't slide around everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's so clever. I'm um, going to have to just bite the top off. Is this the scepter? I think that's the orb. Is that the orb? <laughs> I literally, my, my royal family knowledge is <laughs> abysmal. For someone who was an army wife for 10 years, it's abysmal. I think I can right. just about identify a corgi and that's about as <laughs> I think, I well, by the time we had wall-to-wall hours of television on the coronation, we'll all be experts. <laughs> so true. Oh, wow, they're lovely, aren't they? They've got a real crumble to them. They're not, they're not actually a hard biscuit. They're a twice-baked uh, English biscuit. And they're actually, got, they're slightly softer mm. um, in, in the middle, intentionally so. So they're not a snap biscuit. Mm, but the icing gives you that crunch. Yeah. yeah. Did you say it's lemon, this one? This one should just just have a touch of lemon in it, yeah. What do you think, Els? I think it's lovely. I think the lemon really helps because it's so sweet, because when you've got the icing, it's very sugary. But having that little hit of citrus just really balances all of it. I mean, dangerously, it makes me think I could eat more than I should, because mm. I'll just keep going, because it's just so mm. light for something that should, in theory, be so sweet. Having not had breakfast, I've eaten half the orb now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely it's delicious. Start to the day. <laughs> Are they, do they all have a touch of lemon, is that? No, but but you're right about this trying to offset, you know, a little bit of sweetness. So we have um, a gingerbread collection, so obviously, but and a chocolate collection, which actually, interestingly, also because obviously real chocolate is that sweet. Mm. So that also kind of offsets the icing. So I think that uh, works really well. So what are the flavours of biscuit that you can choose from? So you've got the gingerbread, the... The lemon and the chocolate and vanilla we've got a few vanilla as well um i mean i think well you can and you can't in the sense that we make a decision so for instance our coronation collection is in lemon 
Right. So you can obviously search by flavour of biscuit, but most people are actually searching by design. Of course, because that's not they're not <laughs> yeah. going they're, like exactly as you said. They're coming for the the beauty. The so this. so we just try and take a view. Obviously, at Christmas, we do a lot more gingerbread because it just smells so fantastic and it smells so Christmassy and you know people love it. Fantastic. Unbelievably, we are out of time, which um, I don't want to be because I'd quite like to eat some more of these biscuits. But <laughs> thank you so much for coming in today, Harriet. It was really lovely to meet you. You've been listening to The Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcasting app on your phone. Don't forget, we're also on podcast radio. Thank you to my fellow presenter, Els Hale. And to our fabulous guest, Harriet Hastings. Uh, we'll be featuring Harriet as one of our food heroes on the Food Talk website. So please do head there for more information and links to the website. If you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. Or if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of past podcasts on topics from distilling tequila to cheese making, snail farming to chocolate tempering, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Thanks very much. I'm going to try that one, I think.